Welcome listeners and thank you for checking out our little program here. If you're watching on YouTube, if you could make sure to subscribe to my channel, it would really help me out. My goal is to hit 1000 subscribers and we're getting very, very close. So some people say that rock is dead or rock is dying. Well, I think it only dies if we let it. So I think if you want to save rock and keep it around, you really need to go out there and go out of your way to help promote the younger up and coming rock bands. So that brings me to my guest today, Seven Year Witch, extremely talented young rock band. And shout out to listener Beth Jones for bringing them to my attention. I'm a little late on having them on the show, but better late than never. They are a hard rock band from South Carolina, and I think they have, I would describe it as a classic yet modern sound that personally I love. And they've played shows with Jackal, Tom Kiefer, Buck Cherry, Crobot, P.O.D., Pop Evil, and, and more. And uh, definitely up and coming, and I think they have a very bright future ahead of them. Uh, they have music out now, but they're currently shopping some new songs to a record label, so you'll likely be hearing more of them very soon. And in this interview, you're going to learn about the band, their musical style, the way they market themselves, their live shows, their future, and more. So enjoy this interview. Make sure to listen to their music and make sure to catch a live show. All right, please welcome Seven Year Witch to the program. Uh, why don't you guys uh, each go ahead and introduce yourself? Start. I'm Seth Jones. Okay. My name's I'm the bass guitarist. I'm Aaron. I'm the lead vocalist. And I'm Bo. I'm the guitar player. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show, guys. It's great to have you here. Um, so let's just start right with it. Um, you're from the backwoods of South Carolina, is what I what I read on the website. But which part exactly of South Carolina? Uh, we're from we're from Anderson, South Carolina, like near the upstate. Um, that's we're pretty much born and raised. Bo's the only odd man out there, but that's where everything kind of started. The upstate. What is that? Is that a small? I'm assuming that's a small town. Like how small are we talking though? Pretty small town. It's uh it's kind of nestled between uh, Greenville, South Carolina, which is like our uh, little developing city up here, and uh, Clemson, South Carolina. So Anderson, uh, it kind of gets forgot about. But um, it's it's got heart. It's an it's that typical small town vibe. Oh, so Clemson is like the university? Yeah, it's yeah, just next yeah. door. Yeah, it's just. Oh, okay. Are you guys? Do you follow college sports at all? Because they're pretty good at football. Well, we're we're not really sport oriented type people, but uh, but you know, it is a hometown kind of thing. So you know, there's no getting away from it. Really, I was gonna game. say yeah, because when I talk to people like that, I ask them like, if you're not into sports, how do you avoid that? Because it's got to be huge down there i would assume yeah they go they go nuts down here it's a little wild is it fun at least just to go to the parties and the bars and things when yeah when we can it's, it's hard to get the band booked at some of those college bars because they really like uh djs and cover bands but when we have oh. got involved in the uh you know university scene musically it's been insane uh, oh. those people out party so, i bet yeah, that's really cool. So I just had this guy on my show. He's like a from the Ghost Adventures show. And I'm kind of interested in that, like paranormal. Now, you guys say that the, the name Seven Year Witch is based off. Was there like an actual witch that lived down the street from one of you? Do you actually do you believe in that kind of stuff? Do you believe in the witches and the ghosts and all that stuff? Or how deep down the rabbit hole do you go? Definitely. I mean, like, so the name, it comes from a, well, uh, first off, it's kind of like a story I had when I was a kid. Um me and like some friends were just running around as little kids. You know, I, don't, I never really figured out if this was just my imagination or if this was something that really happened. Probably just my imagination. But 
we were in the woods and uh, we come across like a little like hut thing out in the woods. And next thing I know, I don't remember what we were doing. We were just kind of throwing rocks at the place. And uh, in my little childlike mind, I remember some like woman, like really scary woman coming out of there and like chasing us around. And uh, she said something about like seven years or something. And then uh, we ran away. We were like six or seven. And so I was like, oh, no, it's kind of crazy. And when we used to, when, whenever we had to do a name change for the band, we were thinking of ideas. And that's like, the, um, I was like, oh, wait, I have this childhood memory of this like creepy witch lady in the woods when I was a kid. And she kept saying seven years. So don't know what it means, but it's like, it's a good enough story. That's a great story. No, I didn't know that whole part of it. That's amazing. I thought it was just some lady that looked like a witch that lived it. That's not, she, she might've been a real witch living in a cabin or something. I could have just been ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, it's a better story if she's a real witch and she cast a spell yeah. on the band or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so I thought it was cool too, that, so you, Aaron, you actually went to school for classical opera music. And you never sang yeah. rock until these guys recruited you for the band. So that gave you like a good foundation though, to, to be like an actual, like good musician, not just a screamer. Yeah. I, I feel like it definitely has its advantages. Sometimes I feel like it's a, it was a little, maybe in a way limiting because but singing classical music and singing rock and roll is two totally different things. Um, I mean, on one hand, you get the the advantages of like, you know, I've learned proper breath support and stuff like that. But um, there's a lot more freedom when it comes to rock. And, you know, there, there are a lot of um, a lot more exceptions with it. Like, you know, you, you listen to rock music and there's people that that sing that you wouldn't technically call like a good singer, but they have a unique sound that really just makes them pop. And so that's something that can kind of get by. So there, there's a lot more freedom with it. And, you know, there's a lot more like belting and stuff involved. But um, so so it was kind of like learning two different styles of singing. But uh-huh. I, I definitely attribute the, the classical training to, to help me out in the beginning. Yeah. So like you're doing the classical stuff. Spencer, you were in the marching band. Did you guys ever get like bullied or anything for being like into, the, into that kind of music? Because that's maybe not like as cool as some of the other stuff. Yeah, the only person who bullied us was the band director. He hated us. Really? Uh, yeah, because oh, yeah. Uh, call out right now. Oh yeah, Mr. Smith, we're coming for you. Wow. Uh, we uh <laughs> we did the drum line for a little bit, and the band director he lost a lot of seniors that were experienced uh, percussion players, so he wanted to take the drum line away and have all of us just play uh, xylophones and stuff like that. And while to me wow. now that that's kind of cool, I like xylophone stuff. Back then, when you're a kid, all you want to do is bang on drums. Yeah. And so um, we put up a, a very aggressive fight to have a drum line that we did not win, and we ended up quitting. And uh, they lost their state title the year we quit, and we we try to take credit for that. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, yeah marching man. It's not it, it's not uh, it's not cool. You don't get the girls that way. You get some the strange looking girls, uh, <laughs> the flag toilets, but yeah, that's about it. But it builds a good foundation. I think Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails was in the marching band. There's a lot of the list of musicians yeah. and rock stars that started that way. It's really long. Okay. So, absolutely. Well, that's cool. Um, so, yes, yeah, so some of the bands that you guys are into, I mean, you can hear the influences in your music, like the White Stripes and uh, Queens of the Stone Age and Zeppelin. And somebody likes Muse, I think, right? I love Muse. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do too. They're great, right? Yeah. Have you ever oh, seen yeah. them live? Yes, once. Okay. Uh, in Atlanta about three years ago. 
was the drones tour, I think. Ah, oh, that's awesome a good one. Stuff. Yes, it was. Uh, I, uh, I credit uh, their live at Rome Olympic Stadium, uh, that live DVD they put out. That's one of the things that uh, kept me playing music when I was a teenager. When, you know, I was I was in a bad spot for a while and I was like, eh, maybe I'll just get a job or something. I watched that and something about watching that just filled me with like energy. Like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I've got to do that. And then I just kept going from there. Yeah, and here I am. And no. it's, I think what's amazing about them is that they're one of the newer rock bands that's pretty big. I mean, I saw them in like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it was like a football stadium, but it was like an arena of some sorts and it was pretty full. Oh. So that's good to see oh, yeah. that kind of stuff for sure. Exactly. It was very, uh, it, I don't know yet whether I blame them for keeping me to play music <laughs> or, uh, or thank them. Well, time will tell though. Yeah. But, so. Uh, yeah, so Bo, you for sure, <laughs> Bo, you and I were talking about this before the rest of the guys joined, but we we're talking about the songwriting process, and mm-hmm. uh, this is the thing that always bugged me about the liner notes. But I don't know if you guys are, you might be too young to have like you actually had like physical CDs, and I'd always look at the liner notes, and so like for Appetite for Destruction from Guns N' Roses, one of my favorite albums, it would say like the songs were credited to every member, but that's never accurate, and and someone always brought like the main parts of the song. And, uh, you know, I love Steven Adler. I think he's a phenomenal drummer. But how much of the songwriting did he really do? Uh, but, Bo, you were saying that that, uh, that that you guys do actually all write riffs on these al- these songs. You guys actually are all writing the riffs on these songs. It's not just like you're writing your parts. You're writing the actual song part. Exactly. Everybody, I, am, I think we don't look at it as, oh, I'm going to play this. We look at it as we're going to play a song. We're not playing parts. We're all playing a song. And, you know, it, it, there's no set way for a song to come about, it seems, in our situation. I think, you know, it, it's random every time. Yeah, so you you all write riffs, though. Yeah, it could come from, like, uh, uh, you know, usually one of us will just have, like, a little riff. Like, it could be something as simple as literally just, like, one riff. We'll bring it into practice, show it to somebody. Sometimes, many times it goes nowhere, but sometimes, you know, we'll start jamming it and Seth will go. I mean, it, it, nothing's ever concrete. When you bring a riff or, or a skeleton to the table or anything like that, don't ever expect it to end up what you were thinking, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, once we present the just the basic bare bones idea down, everybody takes it and does what they will with it writes their own part and has other ideas like Spencer may have an idea on how the drums should go, you know, and it may, he'll work with Seth on that and they'll kind of get something going with the rhythm section. And um, maybe Bo will have an idea for like some breakdown part where, I mean, maybe he's got another riff idea to add to it and he has something that can line up with the bass. So it's like, it's, it really is like a well-oiled machine. Like nobody's really, nobody's working on one part at a time. You know, it, it's, it's, Depending on, yeah, I mean, whoever brings the idea out, like it, it all kind of goes, um, it, it all kind of goes in the same. So you don't, run. yeah, you're not coming in with a full song. You're coming in with maybe a part. Do you ever start with like a drum beat, or do you start with a bass line as a, as the beginning of the song? A lot of times, a lot of times it does start with bass lines. I think not, us three, we aren't, you know, like really guitarists first and foremost. Well, Beck Spencer is, but um, but a lot of times when we write, I think it's. A lot of the riffs will write kind of start out as bass riffs anyway. Mm. So, mm. Uh, so it um, uh, I think they do kind of a lot of times start with bass or guitar riff. I think maybe there's been one song that started around the drum beat, 
we were wanting a song that had like a thrash beat, like uh, oh, yeah. Ace of Spades by Motorhead or nice. And then it's the only time I can think we started with a drum beat, but mostly starts with a riff. Okay. Or do you ever just start with a vocal melody? Do you, do you like sing something in your head and you're like, I want to like put this to music? It's it's a little hard, but like a lot of times I'll say being in the shower, like bathing, you get those shower thoughts sometimes. I'll be sitting there and I'll just be like, like, I'll be sitting in my head, you know, hmm. something like that. I swear you get the best rip ideas in the shower and you vocalize them and try to record them in your phone while not getting your phone wet and electrocuting yourself. <laughs> I can attest to that. Nice. So then do, do, you, do you write all the lyrics, Aaron, or do you guys all help out with lyrics? Uh, I do. I, I do. That's one thing I guess I, I can take credit for is I do write the majority of the lyrics. Occasionally, um, the boys will have like a cool idea. Like if I'm stumped or something, there's been times where Bo's thrown some lyric ideas at me, especially on some of our newer songs that uh, end up sounding really cool. And uh, we'll take take those ideas and throw them in. But for the for the most part, I write all the lyrics. OK. Yeah. So tell me, are, are you, you guys working on any new songs? Can you give us any hints like titles or uh, subjects or anything or? styles uh, we, or uh, we got four that were ready uh you know we're getting the mix mastered currently that we just reported that we're uh slowly starting to play them out live and that'll be our newest material that we're putting out and with uh with the hopes that we're gonna shop these to some labels and they're gonna hear those four songs and want to finish it as an album and fund the rest of the album mm. so uh there's it's a lot of money it's mostly a money thing okay yeah, that's, that's money but as far as just songs in general we, we've got Oh yeah, uh, libraries full of songs. We probably got three hundred, four hundred songs just sitting. You so, know, here's that we just you know we'll pull them out of the vault sometimes and you know continue to play with them. But yeah, we right now we've got. I mean, we've got pretty much a whole maybe ten new songs that we're still just playing with and stuff like that. So then, yeah, how do you how, how did you finish the songs that you've finished already? How did you pay for those? Because they sound great. I mean, did you hire a professional producer on those? Uh, all the other ones that we've released, we haven't had a producer, but uh, really? we, we did uh, you know, DIY, saved up our own money and paid paid for the studio time uh, on our own. Um, did you pay but, for a professional engineer? Because it sounds great. Yeah, yeah. We, we paid okay. for professional engineers. Uh, now, producer, we didn't have any kind of producer until this most recent EP of songs that we haven't released yet. That's mm. one time we had a producer that was kind of maybe helping us with some of the structural ideas of some of the songs. But all the other stuff is pretty much done by us except for hitting the record button you know okay who who is the producer has he worked with any big bands or have we heard of him i mean we can release them them, right yeah the producer his name is um porterhouse he's um joshua salte yeah he's the um assistant down at um barbosa studio in orlando florida um and he's worked as the assistant you know with some bands like Hmm. uh miles he uh Bridge, uh, Miles and, Kennedy. Flash. Um, he didn't produce those, but he was the assistant there. Um, oh, that's still a pretty good connection there. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. The um, most recent Wolfgang Van Halen stuff. Oh wow. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's working super, on that. So he's up he's, and coming. Then that's perfect. That's the the best yeah. kind of producer you want to get because you don't want to get somebody who you want someone it. who's hungry. You don't want somebody who's already made it who doesn't really give a shit. So that's better. Yeah. yeah. We thought match up too because he's finding his way and he's on the come up i think to the same degree as we feel like we are as a band so it was kind of cool to have somebody that's got that fire in them to you know to show off their producing skills and we've got as a band we want to show off what we can do as a band you know we both have that similar uh energy and fire and i felt like that was very reflective in what we recorded as well 
Yeah. No, and I love what you the songs that you put out. I mean, White Horses. That's such a great fucking song, and there's just it's just really high quality uh, music video to go with it. It sound that one sounds like a White Stripes meets Zeppelin meets metal because then it's it's got that really unique. Uh, I, I don't know what you call it, like a bridge riff or whatever, like right before the guitar solo. Like that's like such a mean uh, riff that you guys came like that. That one's all, I know that was probably a different guitar player with that one, but it's still that's a great song. You still do that live, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then um, shit keeps happening. That's the newest song. Is that what is that exactly about? Is that about like the world in the last year and a half? Because there's been a lot of shit happening or is it about something different? Okay. You know, it, it, it has kind of a double meaning. <laughs> a lot of it, you know, you could contribute, you could attribute to the, the COVID thing and the whole pandemic thing and people, you know, shit just keeps happening. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think originally um, that was a riff that the, the, the main riff is one that Seth came up with. And um, <clears throat> we were just kind of talking about like lyric ideas and we settled on the idea of like what if it's like um like a man going into a strip club and he gets uh um drugged with like like acid or some kind of intense psychedelic and he's like tripping balls while he's in the strip club the stripper takes him home ties him up to the bed robs him and leaves and uh so that's basically like that the story of it that's why like a lot of the lyrics and the verses like they kind of don't make sense because you know <laughs> But the ass, he's like, whoa, I don't know, bro. Like the Valkyries, dude, you know? Um, and uh, so, and then, you know, she's swinging on the pole. I'm going to need a minute, you know, shaking up the man. Uh, that's that's the basic idea. That's cool. Yeah. And I was listening to the song Peril. It, now, I know you said uh, Chris Cornell is your, like, he's your favorite singer. But I think you oh. sound like Eddie Vedder on that one. Did you do that on purpose? No. <laughs> do you agree, though? Doesn't it sound a little Eddie Vedder-ish? Uh. Uh, maybe I could see some elements, but uh, I don't really like Eddie Vedder's voice. You that don't. Much. That, I mean, I very emotional. Like I've grown to like him a little bit. Like I respect him as a singer, but he's not someone I want to sound like. But I could see that. I could see the similarities. Just on that, that song, I feel like it. Just oh. for some reason, just a little like a hint of it. It reminded me a little bit. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. No, that's a compliment. He's. A, I think. Yeah, that's funny. You don't like him. I. I... Oh, I, I don't. It's not. I don't like. Not. I don't not like him. It's just. That's not what I would like to sound like if I could help it. But, uh, <laughs> right. No, it's not the style that you're going for. But I think it's cool that if different songs sound different, you know, like you don't want every song to sound the same either. So I think that's kind of cool. Very true. Well, it's a way better compliment than what somebody said. They said I sound like Anthony Kiedis. And I'm like, oh, man. I didn't hear that on any song. No, no, no. And that was just that one song. It's, it kind of reminded me of the style. But, that's uh, all right. Well, hey, he's one of the greats, man. I can't, I can't really take that much. No, that was cool. So tell me about your live shows. Cause I heard they're cr- I've never seen you guys live, but I've heard, heard the live shows are crazy. That will. Yeah, absolutely. That's the word would. for it. <laughs> but a lot of, uh, we try to, the way I think we try to look at it is if, if people can see that, that we're having fun on stage, like legitimately having fun, not like some fake, you no, know, is everybody doing all right? No, kind of thing, you know, but if we're actually up there having a good time, I feel like the people in the crowd have a good time. That's just the way, that's just the way like energy works, man. You know, yeah. part of our mission statement as a band is you could be an amazing guitar player, drummer, but there's always going to be somebody out there who could outplay you. But we always want to be the band that has the most energy, even if um, I, somebody can out shred us or on guitar or play a better drum solo. We're going to have the best energy at a show. That's part of our, our goal when we go up there and yeah. Um, try to do that at every show, whether it's a bust 
or it's the biggest show we've ever played and people really do pay attention to that. Honestly, even if, if it's like 12 people and, and not like 300, 400 people, that's honestly when we, I think, go the hardest. It's like, it's like the most intimate setting. And like, I mean, we're going to go nuts until we either throw up or, or, bust our face. There's, I mean, we've had, you know, uh, mishaps on stage, like falling and busting our nose or hitting our head or something, anything like that. But that kind of fuels the fire. A little bit. Yeah. Well, I like yeah. you said that you do every, every time you guys do a, a show, you do it something different. Like you mix up the set list, which I think is so important because especially as you guys get bigger, they, they post the set lists online. So some of these bands, they go on tour and they do the exact same set list and people know what song is coming next. And in, in a way I like that. Cause I like to know, but it's like, it's so much more fun if I don't know. Like, it's kind of like opening your opening, knowing what your presents are before you open them, right? So it's like, I think that's cool that you guys mix it up and you don't, you just don't know what's coming next. Not, not every show is the exact same. Like, the energy is not going to be the same at every show. So sometimes, you know, if, if we're playing a place and it's just really hype that night, we might skip the slow song. We might skip Swan Dive or something, you know, and, and, just keep it all up here, high energy. And there's other nights where maybe the crowd's a little more dynamic. We can throw a, a, a slower song, tempo song in there and just add more of it and make the show a little more of an adventure. But, uh, I mean, it just, sometimes we won't know until we're up there, until we're about to play the next song. We'll be like, how about we just do this instead? And we'll just mm -hmm. throw it on. You know, by the first, you know, two songs of reading the crowd, you're like, okay, I know what song you should and shouldn't be playing. You know, you, it's just an immediate vibe you can get from a room full of people. Gotcha. Yeah, I know. I think uh, it's important, too, that not only, like you said, the energy, but like maybe even throwing in a few gimmicks here and there. Like I had uh, uh, Chris Makes from Less Than Jake. I don't know if you're familiar with that band, but he said when they started out, they had they did like go to Goodwill and they get like a bunch of stuffed animals and like throw them into the crowd. Just do weird shit like that. Like I heard that you guys are like one, in the middle of one set. You just started eating cereal, like just just doing weird shit to like get attention. Like that's smart, though. What other kinds of stuff do you do like that? Well, we've done, okay, we've done like cereal stuff. We've thrown packs of ramen noodles out to the crowd because that's kind of our thing. Although we did ask for the ramen bag because we're too broke to be handing out the ramen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me and Aaron boxed after a set we oh, yeah. on the okay. stage. With boxing gloves? Yep. What? It was more the Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've done like just like confetti on stage, all kinds of stuff. Yes, smashing stuff. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just you just have to look through our videos. You probably find most of it. It's impromptu. Sometimes it'll be like, uh, like the other week, I I was cleaning out my closet and I found an old toy keyboard and I was like, okay, we're smashing that at the next show. We don't even have or in any of these songs, but it's getting smashed. That's smart. No, that's smart because people remember that shit. They might not even uh, remember the song, but they're going to remember that thing and they'll remember the band name and, and, and eventually, yeah, they'll become fans and love the music too. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some of the bands that you've shared a stage with. I didn't know you guys played with Jackal. When was that? That was pretty much the last two years. That's like right, year the, right before the pandemic started, <laughs> the last show we did with them was the March of what would it be? 2020, like right before everything got shut down, that was one of the last shows before the mm -hmm. um, before the shutdown. Does he still do yeah. the chainsaw thing? I've never seen them live, but I know he has it, the. And that's yeah. The, yeah, that's that's like their signature. That's like their finish. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin's got the stunner. Uh, Jack has got the chainsaws on. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no, they they still. Do. I mean, honestly, like. To be, I mean, completely honest, like I, I wasn't ever like the hugest fan of like Jack was music growing up, 
but I mean, they were iconic because they're from around these parts. And, mm. uh, so oh, they're from South Carolina. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like 30 minutes down the road. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, um, seeing them live though, uh, kind of changed my opinion. I was like, damn, I was like, these guys actually put on a great show. I was like, whether you like music or not, they're memorable. So, yeah. And then, uh, Buck Cherry, I think you have upcoming shows with them, right? Yes. This weekend, I believe. Yeah. So how are the, how is their crowd? Are they, are they accepting of you guys? Because that's one of those things where you show up. It could be like not very many. Everyone's waiting for Buck Cherry, and they don't show up early. You know, I think they're one of the more receptive crowds to us somehow because those people are just they're kind of there to party. You know, it's a platinum selling band. You know what I mean? Bunch of crazy bitches. Yeah, and and the, if you think of the lyrical content, you know that. The people that come see them are ready to party. So when we come up there, you know, guns are blazing, going all out. They can't look away. They love it. Uh, so I actually think, yeah, we're, they're very receptive to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, what else? You guys played with P.O.D., Tom Kiefer, Pop Evil, Crowbot. Any memories yeah. of those bands playing with the, those guys? Those are some big bands. Playing with Crowbot. And honestly, uh, I will say two of the most like high energy bands we played with are probably Crowbot and Nonpoint. Honestly, like I only ever heard the first that was that bullet with a name on it song by Nonpoint, and that's all I ever heard. But like, uh, plant they, their energy on stage is insane. Like they got the crowd going, and it's like same with Crowbot, even though they might not have as uh, uh, aged of a of a of a legacy quite yet as like Nonpoint and these other bands. Crowbot, like they're they're on fire, man. And playing with them, that's like one of one of our like living idols right now is like Crowbot. They're they're just they're so good and like Brandon Eagley and the uh, Chris Bishop and all the other members like there's energy. All of them have are like up here the entire time and it, it's just insane, man. Did it, you it, tour like, with them or you just do a few handful of shows or we've done we've done one show with them. Oh, all okay. To be like oh my god, like like it was it was just it was a lot. But you want to so, tour with them is what you're saying then? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sure. I'll do it. <laughs> them right now so hopefully that'll be something that could be uh you know a reality very soon okay yeah so let's talk to some of these other newer uh rock bands like the, uh are you guys familiar with the black moods i think i'm wearing the t-shirt here <laughs> people can black see moods. oh yeah have you played with them before or you listened to them at all i've heard the name i haven't i haven't got the chance to listen yet but i've definitely heard of them okay what about uh joyce wolf are you familiar with that one we played we played with them once actually the first time we played with buck cherry joyce wolf was on that one and um uh, uh, that was that was intense. Fun mm-hmm. show. Okay. Uh, Rode with them again at some point. We also have the same agent. So. Oh, okay. Now, and then, so have you heard of of Limbo then? Because they're kind of in that Joyce Wolf family too. I've heard, I've heard that name. Heard okay. Them, what about uh, them? Evils. Are you familiar with that band? Them I've Evils, heard of I, them. Yeah. A live stream video, I think, from them the other day on Facebook. But uh, yeah, they seem uh, it looked like they were a three piece. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it seemed like kind of like a, a heavier bluesy rock three piece. I'm all into stuff like that. Yeah, me too. Me too. What about Moon Fever? Have you heard of that one? Heard of Moon, Moon Fever? Fever? Yeah, they were. Uh, there was a show back when shows were still getting kind of brought up and canceled. There was one that I think we were supposed to do with them, but it ended up not panning through. But uh, uh, yeah, I, and I watched one of their videos too. They seem interesting. I really would like to share the stage with them as well. Yeah, they I really also like- toured with Adam Lee Disway. Apparently, I think uh, uh, Leo was telling me that. Okay. Yeah. So, and then uh, finally, True Villains. Have you heard of that one? It's like they're a Nashville yeah. band. We actually yeah. played with them. 
Wow, it's funny. You guys played with a lot of these bands. That's really cool. Or what other newer rock bands have you guys played with or that you really like or that you think will be big bands in a few years? Let's see. Which, well, we can always um, say there's um, from right where around where we live. Um, we got some great bands coming up here. Um, King's Ransom, Lovely World, Velvet Willow, um, then Silver Tongue Devils. Yeah, like they're yeah. really good as well. Just right in this little nook of where we're at in South Carolina, there is because I mean we uh, we traveled a lot of places, but there's surprisingly something very special about this area. We get a lot of good bands that hmm. just haven't quite found their how, how to navigate to get to you know maybe on a level where they could have the, some of these same opportunities. But when they do get there, they're going to be. I think they're going to be just, you know, doing the same things we are. And I think they'll, in some ways they'll outshine us. They just kind of have to find the avenues and stick around and, and get there. But I, yeah. I think, yeah, if there's any, anywhere, like I think a lot of anybody high up in the music industry should keep an eye on. It's probably like around the upstate South Carolina. I don't know what it is. Like when we first started like eight years ago, it didn't seem like there was a, that much of a strong scene around here. But since then, it's just really, it's really bolstered up. And like hmm. bands, that's, bands have come and gone, but they were always really good a lot of talented musicians and it's just again, it comes out of nowhere you know you just don't really expect it but they they have everything they need all they need to have you know okay i'll have to check those bands out so same against silver tongue devils what were the other ones silver tongue devils king's ransom king's ransom but uh um and velvet willow Okay, I'll check those out and see if I, if I love any of them. Maybe I'll have them on the show. That's really cool. That's yeah. how I found you guys. I think someone just someone raved about you guys. Actually, they were like they were like demanding I have you on basically. So I was like, and then I was like, all right, all right. You know, I finally was like, I, I think I listened and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then I started to like really listen and I was like, okay, yeah, now I, this band is good. Yeah, I gotta have them on. She was right. So that's really cool. Um, so plans for the uh, future? You're gonna try to put a full length album out. And you're looking for support to do that or record label. Did you try Frontiers Records or Golden Robot? Because they're 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 friendly with a lot of rock bands. We've uh, we haven't personally reached out to them, but you know our manager and stuff has been looking at a few. But I might have to, I might have to, you know throw those in his ear and uh, and see if maybe he can if, if he can reach out to them. So what was yeah, it called? Frontiers. Right Frontiers Records. Uh, there's a lot of rock bands on that one. Um, it's pretty big. I don't think it's. I don't. I mean, I don't know how you like you know, what offers they have. I mean, I would definitely maybe check out talking to them and see what they can offer. They might offer a little bit more than golden robots. I think a little bit smaller, uh, label, but they've got some, some pretty well-known bands on their label as well. So, I mean, you could talk to both and just see what they have to offer. I don't, I don't know, but, um, I just know that like, there's a lot of bands on golden robot that I'm, I mean, you guys would, would, you wouldn't be out of your league in any way on either one of those uh, labels. I don't think, I think they would, I, I would just think that they would love to have you, but um, I don't know. So you'd have to have your manager fil- figure that out. Uh, but marketing, marketing the band. So uh, before we got on, uh, before you guys came on, Bo and I were talking, he was saying you guys did a shot for shot remake of the copy machine scene in office space. I can't find this video though. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Found, I want to see it. I was trying to find it on YouTube really quick. I couldn't find it. It's on Facebook only, or it'd be on YouTube. I'm pretty sure I uploaded it on there. It's Seven Year Witch. If you go to the Seven Year Witch page, uh, just look up our videos. It should be on there. I'm pretty sure I uploaded. It. But if not, it's on our Instagram. Okay, um, I'll check the Instagram. But I didn't see it on YouTube. The YouTube, it looked like you guys only had like three videos. Uh, that's kind of weird. I've uploaded a few on there, but maybe I'll have to go double check that. But 
Uh, but yeah, if, if you can't find them there, definitely look up, uh, look it up on our Instagram. Scroll back; it's probably like three years ago now. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to do a shop, shop by shot recreation of it, and uh, I think it went pretty well. Yeah, so did that get a lot of shares and stuff? Because see, that's what I feel like it's all about. I mean, obviously, you guys are a talented rock band, but I mean, I just listed a bunch of talented rock bands, and you told me more. I mean, I feel like to stand out, you got to do stuff like that, and you got to yeah. market yourselves. You got to almost have, kind of have gimmicks. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Kiss. But I got to say, those guys know how to market themselves. I mean, they know how to like get their name out there. And um, one thing I did like that you guys did, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to share this uh, screen here for a second. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. If you're not watching, you'll have to, you'll have to come on YouTube or uh, uh, you'll have to Google this yourself. Let's see if this works here. Um, see if you can see this. Can you see this? Wait, uh, let's see if I do share screen. Tell me the story behind this picture. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Well, you know, the farmers only needed some fucking top ten dime, like 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 buff models, and so we were like, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for those listening, it's a picture of. Uh, it looks like Aaron and is it um that's a uh, Seth 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 yeah, and you guys are dressed like farmers, and it says farmersonly.com. Use the promo code seven year witch and people were commenting and they were like saying like, Hey, we, we tried that promo code and it didn't work. <laughs> that one it was kind of a joke. I mean, it was serious in a lot of ways, <laughs> but it was uh, kind of a joke. So it is more serious. It's serious in which ways? Like you guys are actually on that website or I can't delete my farmers only account. They locked it. I forgot my password. Uh, and he has a, he has a, he violated. You really do have a farmers only account. Huh? You really do have a farmers only account. I, I did. And they, I They're still withdrawing money out of his account, even though it's a lot. Yeah. yeah I, it's a big lot. Anyway. I had a, a farmers only premium and uh, they said <laughs> these pictures I uploaded with the chicken were not. <laughs> but, uh, Oh, this is great. This is great. See, this is the kind of stuff. This is. Yeah, we're always trying to do that next weird thing, social media wise, and just makes people go like, "What is wrong with them?" You should check so, out his Christian mingle. It's terrible. I'm actually banned. <laughs> You've been what? You cut out. I, I'm I'm banned from Christian mingle currently, yeah. but because of the chicken work. pictures or because of something? <laughs> I don't know. They just didn't like my style. <laughs> I don't know how much I, I can't tell if you guys are joking or say, either way. It's funny. Oh, we're kidding. We're dead serious. Yeah. Either way, this is how you market the, the, the new rock. I think like, do you have your management do a lot of the marketing stuff or, uh, and you guys just take over kind of play music or do you try to like come in with a strategy for, for marketing the band and, and how to get, make the band bigger and grow things like the social media and stuff. The marketing, uh, all that's all us. Occasionally, our manager will throw some some extra cash on, to like like for an ad, for like an advertisement to help. Because you know the way the algorithm on Facebook and Instagram is, it's like if you put something there, it only shows a limited audience for a certain amount right. of time. It, it really stunts it out. So they make you have to like throw ten or twenty dollars down to just push it to the wider audience, just so they can even just see it. So, mm-hmm. um, so really, the only thing that our manager uh kind of does as far as like marketing stuff um occasionally he'll give us advice on something we could you know (laughs) occasionally he'll throw us advice on maybe like hey what if you did like a cover video or something and uh um (laughs) and but as far as like the promo videos and stuff that's all us spencer's been working on the tiktok got us like up to like 
80,000 followers or something like on there. Oh shit. I didn't even know you had TikTok. That's Yeah. I was going to ask you, you said covers. Um, what are your thoughts on doing like a local tribute or cover band? Um, because that seems really lucrative. Like, would you do that to like on the side to help supplement the main band or are you doing that already? That's not us. We ain't going to do it if we can help it. But, uh, we, well, hold up. <laughs> we did do okay. We yeah, did this like, one time. We did a Led Zeppelin tribute show where we played uh, about half of a Zeppelin set list and then half of Seven Year Witch kind of yeah. mix and match. Oh, damn! That, so that was before we were as popular as we are now. Um, this was a few years ago, but the turnout on that uh, blew my mind. The the venue and we were just loading in. The the phone was ringing off. People were like. When does that show start? When the, and you couldn't you couldn't breathe in that room. There was so many people. That was definitely before coronavirus because there was people were sardined in there, and uh, people do respond very well to that. I, and I would be open to that again. You know, maybe just like a there's a tribute, um, you know, aspect to our set. You know, if we did like a Black Sabbath uh, tribute, mm-hmm. where maybe every few songs we did some Sabbath songs that we like. Um, yeah, I think in that, in that respect that would be fine. But like, as far as like, if we were to become like a, a like a, I don't know, like, like a, just a complete tribute band. Like we were a, a, like a Jonas Brothers cover band or something and did all Jonas Brothers set. Uh, that would not be fun. But, no. uh, but would you throw an occasional like, cover? Like if you're opening for yeah. Buck Cherry or something, like, I think it's good to throw an occasional cover out there because if the, oh, yeah. if the band that's, you know, uh, if the headlining, if their fans don't know you, then at least they would may- maybe know one song and then you could kind of impress them with the way you play it. Cause I think you guys could do Zeppelin or Sabbath easy. Yeah, definitely. We, we throw a, uh, like at least one or two covers in our, on our normal set whenever we're playing, like we do a song by Akon and, um, occasion we'll throw a, uh, a Black Sabbath song in there as well. We usually try to keep it to like one to two song cover minimum. Yeah, but yeah, that's good. Yeah. If someone doesn't know us and they hear that song, they're like their attention is immediately focused. So right. it definitely. Uh, Which song by Akon do you do? Uh, uh, love you. Um, I want to. You know, I see you. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be yeah. That'd be a good rock oh. song to do. Cool. So if you guys made it and you became headliners in the arenas and you have money and you have the recognition, like what, what would you do that you can't do now? Eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they pay all our rent. Yeah. I uh, know we'd actually play some longer sets because uh, usually, um, you know, doing these opening shows, which we're, we're, we're grateful to have a lot of these opening opportunities sure. that we have, but it always seems like day of show something happens and times get changed and your, your 45 minute set got knocked down to a 30. Now your 30 is booking like a 25. And you know, it's uh it's less and less that we get to do these full sets where you get every, you get to see the whole expanse of seven year witch. And we like, we did a uh, hour and a half show the other week. Um, and first it, time we've done that. In a long yeah. Time. And we haven't done that in so long. And I was like, Oh my, I'm not, I'm not even like acclimated to this anymore for playing this long. This is, I'm used to playing 25 minutes, not an hour and a half. So mm-hmm. if, if it made it, you know, and we were the headliner, we had a bigger production cost. It would get even stupider if we had the money. We'd, uh, we'd have, we'd be pulling Disney up on stage. We'd be, we'd have, uh, the wiggles up there. With yeah. Us. Celine Dion. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awesome. What about doing like a co, maybe like a, a triple bill or a, a double bill with like one of those bands that I mentioned, like the Black Moods or something like that, or, or one of the South Carolina bands? Would you guys do oh, like, yeah. could you do like a small club tour with two or three of you guys, like a triple headline thing? Oh, 
Oh, oh yeah. Goodness. I mean, if we were in charge, all the shots, and we had the money to pay everybody, hell yeah. yeah you, like, be, you best believe we would bring the people that we're closest to right now along as well, like uh, some of the other bands that like that that we know. Like, I mean, like bands that you were mentioning, uh, but like bands that deserve a shot. You know, like mm-hmm. if I mean, this ain't a this ain't a uh uh we call it a uh, solitary sport. You know, mm-hmm. this is a team thing. Whether you believe it or not, friendly competition is cool, but you got to bring each other up if you can. No, that's awesome. I love that. And then another way to get seen is to do those like big festivals. Have, has your manager talked to you about that? Like doing like the cruises or those, they always have those big festivals where there's like 50 or a hundred bands or something like three days. We've looked at um, one or two of them, but kind of the situation with those is when you're on kind of a come up where we are, if we were to get on one of those festivals now, we'd have one of those time slots where you're playing like super early in the day. And before people really start to show up, you might be on like a side stage. And then a lot of those festivals, they have a, a clause when you play there. Like they won't have the same band play every year. Like when you play, you sign an agreement that you won't be on that festival again for another two or three years. So hmm. we played it next We'd be really early in the day. And let's say next year we blew up and could be a headline and we'd have to wait another year. So we're kind of oh. trying to strategically wait Okay. Play those. At least make sure we could have a spot where it would be worth it. Um, you know, to not be able to play it again for a year or two. Okay. Um, no, that's smart then. Yeah, especially if you've got the record label. Hopefully, if that deal happens with somebody with one of these labels, again, try Frontiers or uh, Golden Robot or one of these other ones. But that's smart. So awesome. Anything else uh, you want to promote here at the end or? Yes, use um, promo code Seven Year Witch on ArmorsOnly.com for twenty percent off of your subscription. <laughs> All right. Well, there's yeah. that, and then um, yeah, and all the uh, we're, we're going to be releasing uh, before this year's over. We're going to be releasing a, uh, a cover song with a full fledged music video, everything. And uh, our hopes is uh, I'm already going to speak it into existence. We're going to try to have one of our songs out from. The songs we uh, we're going to be shopping to labels. We're going to have one of those out with a video as well. So there's going to be two more doses of Seven Year Witch heavily in everyone's faces before this year's over with. Yeah, it's uh, basically just follow us on if you're watching, listening. Follow us on any social media platform: Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok. And if there's anything new coming out, that's how how you'll know, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. like I said, you have the tour dates with Buck Cherry. Um, very cool. So um, I do like to end each episode with a charity. Is there one that you guys want to give a quick shout out to here at the, here at the end? That one that you work with, or you just uh, close yeah. to your heart? There's a there's a local charity around here called uh, well Easter Seals, but they do stuff all over the all over the place. But um, they help with you know disabled children and, and you know making sure people have the right care. Um, so if you want to donate anywhere, donate to them. They're awesome. Okay, I'll put that in the notes as well. And like I said, the website with the tour dates. I don't see you guys are coming to Phoenix. Would you possibly have that later down the line? We we have a lot of dates that come up. And, you know, unfortunately, the pandemic stuff and this kind of resurgence is probably going to put a damper on things again mm. for a little while. But um, so that's why a lot of our stuff's mainly been restricted to the southeast and the east coast for now. Okay. But we... We would we would love. We're fighting to get out west a little more, and uh, so hopefully it happens. I think within the next year we'll be we'll be out in the Midwest, maybe even West Coast. Okay, going to get great back shots. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see you guys live because it seems like it'd be a lot of fun. So, oh yeah, very cool. All right, well thanks guys. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, man. Thanks for having us on the show. All right.
Well, those guys are fun, and I'm glad they took the time to come on my show. Thank you to Seven Year Witch. Make sure to follow them on social media and try to catch a show if they come to your town. Uh, the music they've put out thus far is, is stellar, in my opinion. I think they have a bright future ahead. So if you want to support my show, uh, the number one thing you can do to help me is subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach 1,000 subscribers ASAP. Other ways to help out is just simply liking or commenting on this video if you're watching on YouTube or liking, commenting, and sharing on social media. And um, if you have the time, I'd love for you to write me a review on Apple Podcasts. All that stuff helps with the algorithm so that people can find the episode. And that's also going to help the guests and the bands that I have on get more exposure. So thank you so much for listening all the way through. I think you're the real MVP because you made it this far. Have a great rest of your day and remember to shoot for the moon.